0: You know, Scott, I remember watching a ball game, and Tommy John was pitching, and the guy, the announcer said, oh, look at that guy out there with the wig and the John, the 316 on it. He's talking about Tommy John's ERA. And the guy said something to him, and he, uh, he said, oh, okay, let's continue on with that. <laughs> no, it wasn't Tommy John's ERA. It was John 316. Amen. Hey, how many of you were here for the play? Can we give a big hand to the gang? How many uh, actors and actresses are with us today? I know Mr. Mr. Potter, there he is over there. Anyone else, just stand up real quick. Stand up. We want to give you guys a really big hand. Oh my, oh my. Great job, everybody. Great job. 2,200 people walked through the doors, plus 2,200 plus. And boy, I'll tell you, you know, we didn't do a great advertising campaign or anything. It was how good it was that drew drew people in. I want to give a big hand to the sound team and all that were involved with the lighting and everything. And our brother John Rich, who had the vision for this, I mean, just give him a big hand too. It was really over the top, kind of got us into the Christmas spirit the last couple of weeks my granddaughter my grandson and us we watched the uh, the uh so I want to make sure you guys are all awake all right it's a wonderful life just to get a feel again of the show we basically watch it just about every year as a family but to see it on stage as a musical was really over the top thank you for coming to support that you know a new feel that we entered into and uh, wanted to see how many people would support in the three days it was just packed out and everything went smooth I mean a couple little hiccups here and there but basically everything went so smooth so again thank you to you for coming and thank you for the team for putting it all together amen so Miss Ashley next, next week next Sunday is going to be having a big party for the kids a big New Year's Eve party There'll be no drinking parents I hope that's okay oh. It'll be at 9 and 11. There's going to be inflatables. There's going to be a lot of stuff, a lot of fun for the kids. So please bring them out. We, we want our children to remember church as fun. I don't know about you, but myself growing up, I couldn't wait to stop going to church. You know, and I'm not this or that. But when we, we, me and Diane made a decision when our children were small to get to a church that's alive for a church that's alive is worth the drive. Yeah. And one church we went to is about 45 minutes away, the other one's about 30 minutes away and we drove twice a week every Sunday, every Wednesday, for we wanted our kids in church and because of that our kids are all born again and they're raising their family yeah. to know the Jesus to know the Lord Jesus Christ. It takes work. It definitely takes work, but it's worth it. For all eternity, look, you can give your kids the world, you can give them every sporting event, every drama, but if they're not born again, what have we really given them? Yeah, I'm not trying to be heavy on Christmas Eve, but really it's important to know, for God so loved the world, whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Amen? God is good all the time. Let's open in a word of prayer and we'll get right into the message today. So I know a lot of you got a lot of cooking to do and stuff. So I promise I won't leave you. I'll keep you here till past three o'clock. Thank you, Lord Jesus. (laughs) Father, we love you. We honor you. And we thank you for this time together. Thank you for your word. It never returns void. Thank you for your faithful people that... This is a demonstration to the world when they see church parking lots filled all over the place, Lord. We are one church of many churches, and we're very, very happy to be that. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Would you turn with me to Isaiah chapter 9? Again, a Merry Christmas to your church family, and I got a good word for you today, this Christmas season, and that is that God is not mad at us. God is not mad at the world. He loves the world. He has given us peace. But we need to understand this plan that came about. Look, as much as we want to say, hey, that was Adam's business. That's not ours. Look, how do I say this? I'm starting to look more and more like my dad as I get older and older. <laughs> Anybody know what, I, what I'm talking about? And Diane looks at me with my slippers on and my white socks, and she says, didn't your dad used to wear that? (laughs) Now I know why he wore that, amen? But I kind of like them woolly socks. They're a little warmer. But anyway, it goes all the way back to Adam and Eve. We might say, hey, that's our great, 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 great grandparents. But that bloodline, that gene went into the human race. All of us are fallen. All of us need a savior. All of us need to accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. For God so loved the world that he gave. It's a free gift to the whole world. No man needs to perish. God loves humanity. God is saying, look, I'm giving you my very best. You remember when... (laughs) Jesus was being baptized, the Holy Spirit came upon him and he said, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. God didn't just give us an angel, a a this or that. He gave us his, I want to say almost like this, himself, because it's the Father, Son, and holy spirit the love of god is just beyond words but yet people don't want to take a little bit of time of their life to find out what this plan is why is there evil in the world why is there such good in the world why do we operate as families a husband a wife children, grandparents, on and on. Why is that? Because that's the way God set it up from the very beginning. And because of the fall, there is hurt in the world. Because of the fall, there is violence in the world. Because of the fall, there is hatred in the world. Because of the fall, there is sickness, disease, death, all these things that we hate. And one day they're going to all be put under the foot of our Savior at his return. But Jesus told us very clearly, till he returns... These things aren't going away in our world. Now, thank God for Christians and Catholic organizations and others that opened up hospitals to help sick people, opened up orphanages to help people, uh, young children. I can go on and on. Thank God for those that have a faith and care for humanity. Anybody know what I'm talking about? We're seeing it very highly right now with all the wars, that there are groups there. We support Samaritan Purse, Operation Blessing, that get right in there, bring doctors from our nation to help them out, to help the wounded, to help them until Jesus Christ returns and puts everything back together. Again, Can I get an amen? Yeah. So what i do is just look at a couple verses today that just talk about this peace of God and getting an understanding that we are fallen beings, but God has made a way for us to be redeemed. Amen? Are you there in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6? Why don't you read a little bit with me? Ready? For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, And the government will be upon his shoulders. And his name will be called, ready? Wonderful. Counselor. Mighty God. Everlasting Father. Just stop right there. Prince of Peace. Prince of Peace. Church family, I'm going to be the first one. I'm a pastor. I've been a pastor over 30 years. I'll be the first one to say, there's no peace in this world right now. So what's going on? What's happening here? Let's read this on and let's continue to pick up. Of the increase of his, come on, say it with me, of the increase of his government and what? Peace. Peace, there's that word again, peace. There will be no end. Now go over with me over to Luke chapter 2 and verse 8. Luke chapter 2 and verse 8. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the field, keeping watch over the flock by night. And behold, an angel, singular, one angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid. Isn't that beautiful? We're going to be living with these beings one day, amen? Just so you understand, heaven or coming back to the new earth, we are not going to be Casper the Friendly Ghost. We're not going to be living on a cloud playing a harp. We're going to be real people living in a sense like we're living now without the fall, without sin, without hatred, without... Can you even imagine that? It's hard to imagine. I said that to Diane just the other day. I said, how are we all going to get along with one another? (laughs) Some of you can't even get along with your own family. I always laugh because, you know, we're going through this period of time right now where the, the big word is UFOs, you know, the UFOs. And I just said to Diane one day, I said, we can't even get along as a people. We're going to get along with people from other planets. Yeah. Think about that. We can't get along with one nation to another nation, one race from another race, and we're going to have little green beings around us, and we're, oh, people. You know, like Mars attack, right? We come in peace. We come in peace. Boom, 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 boom. Let me stay with my message. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> forgive me. Forgive me. I guess you never saw a Mars attack. All right, let's stay here. Let's stay here. Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to, say it with me, All people. Is that beautiful? It's not just to the Jewish people. I thank God for the Jewish people. Jesus, Mary, Joseph, Paul, they were all Jewish. But thank God the angel said this redemption that's coming is not just going to be for the nation of Israel, but it's going to be for the whole world. Can I get an amen in the church today? Then he says this for there is born to you this day. In the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And we know that's Bethlehem. And how sad. This is one of the few years that Bethlehem will have no pageants. Bethlehem will have no parades. All because of this dumb Hamas thing that they did. Because of this war that's going on, there will not be the great celebration where our Savior was born. Amen. So this will be assigned to you. You will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, laying in a manger, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude. So from this singular angel, I wonder if it was Gabriel. He was kind of the announcer, right? Gabriel, and then all of a sudden, let's say tens of thousands of angels praising God and saying, would you say with me? Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, what? Peace. Peace. Peace, peace, goodwill towards men. We need to understand that because of the fall of Adam, man was separated from God. Man, in a sense, was at enmity with God, like a divorce between a husband and a wife. It was between the creator and his creation. And now the creator has to come up with a plan. How do I bring man back to me? And the plan could only be, understand that the bloodline from Adam and Eve on was polluted. The gene pool was now polluted. And God had to come in a different way. If he could have come in the same way, why didn't he use Moses? Why didn't he use Joseph, Daniel, a person that was called the beloved? Why didn't he use jo- any of the Old Testament? Because the bloodline was polluted. The gene pool was a mess. So God, the only way God could redeem man was for himself, who was pure and holy, to come down and take that place of man. So, what does God do? He has to find the virgin girl. Anybody know her name? Mary. Mary. What a beautiful girl when you study about Mary. So, here's Mary, this perfect virgin. We know that the blood comes from the Father, from the seed. So, we got the perfect blood, we got the virgin birth, they come together, and Emmanuel is born. God in man. As as John says, man in human flesh, and he dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the only glory of the Son of God. God himself is now indwelling a man, and now God can bring redemption to the human race. But the human race has to accept it. God will not force anything on us. He has given us what we call a free will. And that free will has many consequences to it, doesn't it? Has anybody here ever been hurt by somebody else's free will? Took advantage of you, hurt you in a way. So God has given mankind free will, that mankind can accept this free gift of salvation. For God so loved the world that he... gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Many people think that when the angels appear, they're saying there's going to be peace among mankind. Well, if that's the case, look outside. There's not peace between mankind right now. How many would agree with me? We see all these wars that are going on, but God is saying I want to have peace between myself And mankind together. Do you understand what he's saying here? In fact, Jesus went as far as to say, Do not think that I came to bring peace. He didn't come to bring peace, what we're seeing in the world right now. What he's saying is, I've come to bring peace through myself. That's why we need to understand this babe of Bethlehem and what this person did on the cross for you and me. Over in Romans chapter 5, verse 1, it says this, and it's such a powerful little verse. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus. Jesus Christ. Do you see what he's saying there? Because of what Jesus Christ did, willing to come on this earth, that the bloodline is now pure in this child that became a man, lived 30 years among us, and died a horrific death on the cross, went into the bowels of the earth, and redeemed us back to God. What a gift God gave us that Christmas morning, church family. What a gift. The word justified, maybe you didn't understand what that word means. It means God looks at you once you accept his free gift just as if you've never sinned. Amen. Think about that. I've been saved almost 45 years and I've sinned a lot since I've been saved. Anybody else give me an amen today? No, not an amen about me, an amen about you. A- anybody else? You know, Mike, I know you never make a mistake, right, Mike? All of us, even our our holy sister Denise up here. My little Ileana over here. All of us make mistakes. All of us fall short of the glory of God. I could not save myself. So you know what God does? He sends a gift that I can accept and be saved through. Can I get an amen on that? Amen. I want you to listen to this little statement. It it's really shows what's going on here. You don't have to live outside of this peace, but yet a poll was done in the Christian post of Protestant pastors, and they said that there is an increased fear in their congregations about the future of America and the future of our world. They say that 70% of believers, excuse me, and churches are living in more fear, more worry, and more stress today. And again, church family, this ought not so to be among us. Why is that? Because Jesus gave us pre-warning. Us that have received the free gift of salvation in Jesus Christ. Jesus told us in Luke chapter 21 that men's hearts will fail them for the things that are going to happen just before his return. And we're seeing one thing after another, after another, after another. Violence, racial unrest, on and on and on. Lawlessness just beyond Words He warned us. But then he makes this statement at the end. Now when these things begin to happen, look up, lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing nigh. Now I'm going to say this. It's very hard to stay in the peace of God if your mind is full of everything that's going on in this world. I'll use myself as an example. When I'm constantly looking at the internet, checking out the news, what's going on, I find that all of a sudden I start getting discouraged and depressed. Anybody else? Anybody else? And I know I have to pull myself back then. My Bible says in Isaiah 26, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind, Is stayed on you now I know I can't think about God all day long I have job have responsibility many of your mothers parents all these different things but what am I thinking about during those times that I can be thinking about God or reading his word or just fellowshipping one with another with me with him in Romans 14 17 The Apostle Paul said the kingdom of God is not just meat or drink or just about eating, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. I want you to see one more promise. Turn with me to John chapter 14. And these are our words of Jesus. While you're turning there, I don't want to forget, every year we give out a candy cane. Making you guys hungry, huh? No. The reason we do that is what it represents. The white represents the holiness of our Jesus. The red represents the blood that was shed for me on the cross of Calvary. If you look at a candy cane very closely, the proper ones, they have three stripes there. By his stripes, we are healed. It is also a shepherd's hook, amen, because he is the great shepherd. And then it's shaped in the letter J to remember our Jesus. Amen. So at the end, Diane, myself, as soon as I can get out there, we have a candy cane for you to take home and not eat on the way home. And kind of remember it or maybe even use it. Go go online you get the whole story of how it came about, about the, uh, the minister who wanted the children to, to listen to him and how he invented the candy cane. It's quite a story. It's online for you to, to check out. But grab a candy cane and say, kids, for Christmas story this year, let's talk about the candy cane. Amen? All right, are you there over in John chapter 14? Yes. Look at verse 1. These are the words of Jesus. Let not your heart be troubled. Hey, Lord, check out this world. Huh, Lord, check out my wife. Lord, check out my kids. We all have certain things. But here he's saying, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. The other day, I don't know why Zillow sent me a, a bunch of houses from Alpine, New Jersey. Don't even know Alpine, New Jersey. But I said, "Hey Diane, look at this shoebox that's going to be up in heaven. It's a twenty-six million dollar house. <laughs> Taxes were seventy-two thousand a year in New Jersey. <laughs> that's going to be a shoebox compared to what God has in store for us up in heaven, church family. And remember, we're coming back down to this new earth. That's going to be like your second home up in heaven. Amen. That's going to be a pretty cool place to go on vacation." Would you agree with that? All right, here we go. I mean, doesn't it say the New Jerusalem is going to come down and be upon the earth? And Anyway, don't miss it for anything. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. So he went to prepare this special place for us. It's been about 2,000 years. It's going to be a lot nicer than that $26 million house in uh, Alpine or wherever it is in Jersey. Keep going. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. Either I believe that statement or I got to get rid of all the statements of Jesus that I take to heart. If he came the first time, he's going to come the second time. No man knows the day or hour. He said, follow the signs. As I'm getting closer to New York City, if I'm on Route 80, there's more signs there. 60 miles to New York City, 30 miles, 15 miles. And the closer you get, more signs happen. As we're getting closer to the return of the Lord, more signs are happening. And that's what he's basically saying here. Where I go, you do not, where I go, you know. And the way you know. Now we know because we've accepted Christ, but here this is pre death, pre resurrection. So Thomas says to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Don't you love that? How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, Come on, ready? I am. I love it right there. I am that I am, right? I am the way the truth, and the life. I am the one that's going to cleanse that blood pool. I am the one that's going to get this bloodline in order again. It was perverted. It was mutated with Adam and Eve. It went all the way down, but when Jesus came, he brought fresh blood. He brought new blood. That's why when we're under the blood of Jesus, they overcame by the blood of the Lamb, the word of their testimony. They loved not their their lives to death. I am the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And those are the powerful words right there. Those are the powerful words. Many people think there's many ways to salvation. Oh, if I'm just a good person, how good do you have to be to appease a holy God? How about if I put the level here? I can can work enough to jump over that. Yeah, but what if the level's here? What if the level's there? Come on, talk to me, church family. We can never be holy enough to stand before a holy God. So what did God do? Came down to us. In this beautiful babe of Bethlehem, through this virgin birth, purified that bloodline that whoever believes on Jesus Christ, there is no hatred anymore. There is no enmity. There is no separation between Man and his creator. Amen. Go right, ahead and be seated. I shared with you the why, why we're in a fallen state, why there's a fallen world, why there's still violence going on, all of that. I just want to take two minutes of your time and just share how to get out of that. And to me, it's as simple as ABC. Amen. Simple for you to remember also. A that we need to acknowledge that we're a sinner and that we're in need of a Savior. The Bible says, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That includes you, that includes me, and that includes every person that was ever born on planet Earth except for this one babe in Bethlehem, Jesus Christ. Be. I need to believe that God has sent us a savior and his name is Jesus Christ. In Romans 5, 8, it says, but God demonstrated his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And then see that, excuse me, that we call upon the name of the Lord. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe that, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. And then in Romans 10, 13, for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So I ask you to bow your heads for a moment and look within your own heart. Do you acknowledge that you're a sinner in need of a savior? Do you acknowledge that you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he died on the cross for you individually, personally, and would you like to confess him today as your Lord and Savior? I'd like to lead you in a little prayer. We'll all pray it together to make it easy for you, but pray it from your heart. Pray it because you mean it. Say this with me. Dear God in heaven, I believe today that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that he died on the cross, that he rose on the third day. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I repent of them. Lord Jesus, change my life. Use my life. I believe you are the Savior of the world. And thank you for saving me today. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. No one looking around just for a moment. But if you have never prayed a prayer like that before, you did it today, and you meant it. Anybody can say words, but a true changing of heart starts within your heart. So if that's you today making a decision, to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. I didn't say become religious. I didn't even say join our church. I said believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. If that's you today, I'd like to congratulate you. I'd like to give you a little gift, a free gift from us to you. I won't ask you to stand. I won't ask you to come to the front, but we have altar workers that are around the sanctuary that'll put these gifts right into your hand for you to take home I'm not here to embarrass you. I'm here to bless you. Also, if you don't have a Bible, there's a little card in that package. Take it to our bookstore, and they'll give you a free New Testament, our gift to you, to help get you started, to read about the life of Jesus, to find out what he has given us. That's it. That's it. That's it. But what a day to make a decision for Christ. Christmas Eve, 2023. Nothing promises us that we'll be here 2024. So let's take advantage of today. Today is the day of salvation. If you're here today and you have never asked Jesus to come into your heart to be your personal Lord and Savior, or maybe you have but you're not living for him, you would like to rededicate your life to him. Or maybe you're not sure yet. You kind of get little glimpses of it, but you're not fully sure yet. But you would still like this free gift to take home to check out. Then with no one looking around, this is between you, Almighty God, myself, and one altar worker, when they see your hand raised, will come and give it to you. Would you go ahead and just slip your hand up, let them see it, And once they see it, they'll put this right in your hand. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Don't be afraid. They're here for you. Just slip your hand up. They'll put it right in your hand. And you put your hand right back down. Thank you. Don't let an opportunity pass you by. Eternity is a long time. Well, how do I know what you're saying is the truth? Check it out in that New Testament that you're going to get you'll find out, it's the truth. I found that over 45 years ago, and I haven't looked back once. Please, that you, slip your hand up, let them see it, let them see it, and they'll come right to you. Oh, I'm just a little nervous, yeah, I was too. But you know what? It's the greatest decision you'll ever make. You'll get your bloodline, your gene pool changed by the blood of Jesus Christ. We sing the song, what can wash me white as snow, nothing but the blood of Jesus. I'm going to look one more time. If that's you, just slip your hand up and put it right back down. All right, let's just give a hand for anyone there. Let me close in prayer. Don't forget to get your candy cane as you walk out. I saw Diane already go get set up. And listen, a Merry Christmas to you and your family. Amen. From our family to your family. Let me bless you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his confidence upon you and give you his shalom, his peace, his peace. Lord, as we learn today, that you love us with such great peace. I pray for each person today that they can have peace in their marriage, peace with their children, peace at work, peace as a nation, peace as a people, Lord. And Lord, we can't have that in others, but we have that in you today. Father God, thank you for giving us your best, and we want to give your best to you. Thank you for your people today. The Lord bless you, church family. Go on in his presence, in his goodness, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Merry Christmas again, everybody. God bless you.